welcome to the franchise. I'm your host, Daniel Ehrenberg. This is episode 62, and uh, let's bring in my co-host. Hello, everybody. This is Henry Papali. Welcome, indeed, to episode 62 with our very special and third-time recurring guest, Aaron Farinelli. Hey, everybody. How you doing? You're beating <laughs> other people by two guest appearances it's true we've only ever had people on once we've had you on three times (laughs) well i'm i'm honored and i'm i'm glad you guys uh brought me back i was worried you wouldn't let me back in after uh the the predators alien versus predators but i guess that didn't go so bad that's one of my favorite episodes are you kidding me i discovered for the first time the majesty of aliens versus predator requiem which i still will recommend to people to this day I still will not, but uh, I, it was a very fun episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had a great time. And today you've uh, brought us another mo- Like, we wanted you to do The Predator, because we know you're mm-hmm. a fan of the franchise. This is the first time you're coming on with an Aaron Farinelli pick. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, to be honest with you, I've never seen either of these films before, so this <laughs> is just kind of flying blind. Oh my uh, God, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, I had a couple other suggestions, but uh, you guys were doing a summer theme. Yeah, so, this, is uh, the, this is the last week of our summer movie extravaganza. <laughs> so yep. upon a, a Google search of summer movies, it was pretty much between, I had, I had narrowed down to three. is between this, Caddyshack, and uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, the problem <laughs> with both of the other franchises is, one, I Know What You Did Last Summer has another one coming out soon. No. So, it, well, the problem with I Know What You Did Last Summer, because I would love to do that that franchise, because I Know What You Did Last Summer and I Still Know What You Did Last Summer are interesting. and um, But there's a third weird straight-to-DVD one. And I feel like we should have to cover that, too. That one's called I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> yeah, but there's the, there's a fourth one in production that's due out soon. All right, so, so let's save that it. We, we'll do it then. Yeah, you need to get to be complete, uh, completist at that point. But um, also, like, if we did Caddyshack, I mean, it would be, like, the first film would be mostly us just quoting lines from Caddyshack, being like, oh, yeah, this movie's good. I've only then, seen it once, guys. Can't quote. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know Caddyshack very well at all. Oh well, I I I, I stand corrected. Yeah. Right. So what? There's three Caddyshacks, or just I two? No, I think I there's just know. two. I think there's just two. But um, we you know we could save that discussion for another another I'm cast. I'm surprised that you hadn't seen Weekend at Bernie's. I I you never let on. I I had every uh, inkling that you were quite familiar with them. I, I, it's always been one of those movies on my radar, but it's been it, it. I always find something better to watch. It's like, should I watch Weekend at Bernie's? Uh, yeah. I don't no, know I, that, th- I don't know how that's possible. No, that that's how I was as a kid too. Weekend at Bernie's and especially Weekend at Bernie's Two were on TV a lot, and I I feel like I've maybe never seen these movies all the way through. Like yeah, I, I probably I watched parts way. of them on TV. There were bits that felt. I feel like maybe I watched Weekend at Bernie's 2 and not Weekend at Bernie's. Because I remembered remembered Bernie's little dance a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I had never seen 2 ever, any part of it. And 1, I'm pretty sure as a kid I had seen it, but I remembered virtually nothing. So it was like a... 
a whole new experience for me. Before we get into it, I want yeah. everyone to say in one sentence h- how they felt about the first weekend at Bernie's. Just an overall view this time. Whoa. Like right. my opinion or like a synopsis, like a one no, sentence? No, no, your opinion. One sentence hmm. opinion. All right. Guest of honor. Okay. Um, uh, one sentence. Uh, people be stupid. <laughs> Henry? <laughs> I don't think I can top that. Um. It's uh, it was uh, very uh, hard to get through um, one of the worst movies that I've seen in my life. The first weekend of Bernie's. Yeah, we're not at two yet. Okay. Yep. Um, you ready for me? Mm-hmm. Go for it. All-time summer classic that I'll watch once a year for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I couldn't believe how good it was. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no, this is this is really genuine. Like we talked about like what what have I said that about recently, Hank? Like you thought I would I would be really on board with Major League and I liked it for the most part and stuff. Right. But right. like remember how I was with Fletch? Yes. Where I was so shocked how much I enjoyed it. I might mm-hmm. feel that way even more about Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I think there uh is did you bang your head recently or anything like that of no. that nature okay no i right. loved it were you on hallucinogenics no or, uh, sober sober psychotropic psychotropic 106 days sober today guys no, I, I know i know that I yeah just, so this this literally would have been the most sober you would have ever seen it in your life <laughs> that's right <laughs> Well, not life, but <laughs> recent, recently. Since yeah. I was 15, probably, yeah. Wow. Um, okay. I'm telling this you. This will be fun. Wow. Okay. I, I love it. Uh, all right, let's 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 talk about it. Weekend of Bernie's. <laughs> he wanted to get right into that opinion. Let's get into it. I, w- I wanted to set it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's directed by Ted Kotcheff, um, who, I mean, probably best known for directing the first Rambo movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, he's also more recently been a directing producer on Law & Order SVU. That's that's what he's doing these days. Uh, <laughs> and written by a fellow named Robert Klein, who mm-hmm. had a really good career going there for a while, and then wrote and directed Weekend at Bernie's 2, and his career <laughs> fucking died. <laughs> he, like, never worked yeah. again. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get to Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> Um, I didn't feel the same way about Weekend at Birdies too. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, this movie was released July fifth, nineteen eighty nine. July fourth weekend, and July fourth weekend probably the most summer weekend of the year. And sure. this is one of the most summer movies I've ever seen. Okay. It's a beautiful <laughs> beach movie about two bros who are just breaking laws left and right so that they can have some more fun at the beach. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. It's true. That's the plot. I got to tell you, Andrew McCarthy's character in Weekend at Bernie's might be my spiritual guide. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I, I will point out that 
for the most part, and I, I did write it down. He he's the best part of the movie, and he is my MVP. Mine too. I I, I can't great. say enough about Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, I never thought really that good. much about him. I actually like him more as a TV director than I do as an actor. I know yeah, that was well, that was super surprising of like his uh, his credits after this. I, I was amazed that he was still working after Weekend well, at Bernie's too, let alone thriving like that. Yeah, if yeah. You've ne- if you've never seen, if either of you have never seen Less Than Zero, I recommend it. It's a really good movie, mm-hmm. and he's 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 excellent in that. Have you seen it? No, I've yeah. read the book. I've heard the movie's bad, oh, and right. so I never wanted to see it. You should. Isn't well, didn't Brett Easton Ellis write that? Yeah, but I was 16 when I wrote, read it, so it was exciting. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you should see the movie now. It's good. It's got okay. a good down, good a good downy thing going there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And, and and everybody involved is clearly not faking when they're doing all the drugs, so it's it's a lot. Certainly of fun. not downy. <laughs> no, and not yeah. McCarthy either. I don't think mm. he's kind of a, a method actor. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on meth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a budget of $15 million for this film. Box office of $30 million. It's not like a gigantic hit. I kind of thought it would have done better. Maybe it did really well on VHS or something. I think yeah, so. Yeah, but it still doubled its budget. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not a flop. No, it's not a flop. Doubled the budge. But, uh, you know... It's not like a huge hit. It was number 39 for the year. Oh, okay. Just ahead of Roadhouse. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) But just behind The Bear. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I remember that movie. What is it? No, I don't remember that. Uh, It's a movie about a bear, uh, and I think it's almost exclusively starring uh, a bear. I don't even remember if there's a human (laughs) in it. Yeah. Really? It's not like Anthony Hopkins and uh, Alec Baldwin razzling a bear? No, And but funny <laughs> you say that. I think, I don't know how I know this, probably because of my love for The Edge. That's uh, what I, I was referencing. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know that. No shit. And I think it's the same bear. No! I think it is. Is it also the same bear in that movie, Jack the Bear? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that movie? Yeah, all three were Danny DeVito, really. Is it the same bear as in Grizzly Man? Ooh. I don't know. Maybe. That that bear never worked again after Grizzly (laughs) Man. Hey, man, too soon. Too soon. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's Bart the Bear. I think so. Yeah, I know Bart the Bear is the one from The Edge. I remember that. I think it's the same one. I'm... I might be looking that up while uh, we continue here. It's our world's most <laughs> famous bear. You know, and it worked so well in The Edge that um, Alejandro Gonzalez Inuritu was like, let's make our bear a cartoon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that movie. Uh, um, all right. Uh, so here we have Weekend at Bernie's. It's a real odd couple situation. You got Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman. Jonathan Silverman's a little more straight-laced, the proverbial single guy. And uh, he's, (laughs) you know, he's wearing a suit and stuff. Um, Andrew McCarthy's showing up wearing, uh, I mean, just always looking amazing. Oh, my God. (laughs) His wardrobe in this was out of control. Perfect. I would have worn every stitch of clothing Andrew McCarthy has on in this movie. (laughs) It was my first note. 
some pretty amazing clothes being worn here. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing killer Hawaiian shirts the whole movie. They all have nautical themes. He's wearing great shorts, long shorts, and, um, like, sea pants. And he's just... Sea pants. Yeah, like, he looks like he should be a captain. And uh, he's trolling around the entire movie wearing amazing purple chucks. Oh, yes. On his feet. And uh, chain-smoking indoors, too. (laughs) There's a lot of smoking. Yeah, which I guess like I guess during like the '80s, I was still like pro cigarette or uh, pre cigarette bands. So I guess everyone was smoking everywhere. But I, yeah. it kind of made me think like, how annoying would that have been to just like anywhere, just someone just walking by blowing smoke in your face? Which oh, I miss it. I did like I, the joke where Bernie is smoking in his office, and then Andrew McCarthy tries to pull out a cigarette and join him, <laughs> and Bernie stops him. Yeah, yeah, it was classic. Um. Bart the Bear was fuck you. <laughs> Bart, Bart the Bear was the bear in the edge and the bear and and White Fang. Oh. oh wow. And Legends of the Fall. What a bear. This what bear's what got a, a bear. got a sag card for for sure, you know. Well, 100%. you know what? He likes working with Jean-Jacques Hanot because they made two movies together, so they must have a special relationship. Jesus. Oh. Yeah, they did. They did. Does he have the same kind of relationship as DiCaprio had with that bear in The Revenant? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, that was consensual. It's cool. It's true. true. It's cool. Okay. Hey, when I take a drink, I've got two other hosts here. Someone speak. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're not. We don't have visual. We can't tell when you're going to take a drink. All right. Um. Hey. So. It's a real New York movie at first. They're spending yeah. some great quality time in New York. We're getting all the classic updates on New York, like things you want to see. Great sort of setup shots establishing the city. There's an attempted mugging in Central Park, right? A bunch of right. a bunch of ethnics playing in a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the things you want out of New York. Actually, I classic think New York. They're hanging out on a roof full of tar. Yeah, <laughs> that's what hey, I want. I, that's yeah. that's classic New York for you. I mean, that's what I we would always the, do. The first thirty minutes were actually my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Before they get to Bernie's. Yeah, that's no joke. I actually thought I was in. I I was actually kind of enjoying it. I thought it was somewhat funny. And uh, I think it really does capture summer in New York City. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. we talked about that with um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, that, I was about to say that 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 to me, Die Hard with a Vengeance is like the the perfect uh, New York City summer vibe. That's right. Yeah. But I think Weekend of Bernie's got it. <laughs> Stuff. Drink, drinking some some classic cores on a rooftop in That's a little right. pool. And you can tell they're unhappy because Andrew McCarthy has the line, "This sucks. I am so unhappy." <laughs> it's a little subtle, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. And and Jonathan Silverman says we could go to the beach, but we're in New York. Maybe we'll go to Jones Beach and swim in all the hospital waste. <laughs> <laughs> I was into that. Yeah, fuck yeah, you, Long good. Island. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, what did we think? Uh, we've we've we all agree Andrew McCarthy's great. Yes. Yes. What, what it, did, like. I, I wasn't expecting him to be like that over the top, like uh, like 
annoying for the sake of being annoying. I knew he was going to be like the goofy, you know, because there's always that classic pairing of like the goofy sidekick and the straight guy. And he definitely took the goofy sidekick to its max. You know what it reminded me of? Fucking Dante and Randall and Clerks. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And I know Andrew McCarthy auditioned for the Jonathan Silverman role. And he um, turned he, he turned it down. He got offered that role, and after reading the script, liked the other part way better, and so he chose oh, to play it. That. Yeah. So, so quick question: Do you think this movie would have worked if the roles were flipped? No, you, I mean, I think Andrew McCarthy could have played the Jonathan Silverman role probably better than Jonathan Silverman did, but you'd need he Jonathan Silverman couldn't have played the Andrew McCarthy role. Yeah, I couldn't see that. Yeah. No. You'd need a real prankster or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Need like, one of those pranksters from Friday the 13th. Or yeah, something. yeah, you need someone like that. Who could it be? John Cryer? Oh, big time, big time. <laughs> Get John Cryer. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Pretty in pink reunion. Yeah. Chaw, yeah. I'm so unhappy. Yeah, right, that would have worked. <laughs> yeah. Um... Fucking, it is a pretty in pink reunion. That's true. Yeah. That yeah. didn't even occur to me. I always think of John Cryer now in terms of um, Superman 4. I know. Well, yeah. who couldn't now? He's changed yeah. my life. Right, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, okay, so wh- what is it? Weekend at Bernie's. The the plot, they're, they work for an insurance company. Well, you, maybe Aaron should give out the plot. Yeah, yeah, Aaron. What's <laughs> up with the uh. plot? Okay, yeah, so they work for uh, an insurance company, and they found some uh, loophole in which um, the funds for the company are being funneled into another account. Or basically, from what they could tell is that they, they found a loophole where the company's losing money. It's a discrepancy so, in the funds. Yes, and so they bring it up to their boss, uh, the titular Bernie. Bernie yeah. And uh, Bernie is so pleased with, this, uh, with their find that he's like, hey... How about you guys come out to my uh, my place up in or in the is it the Hamptons? Oh yeah, yeah. it's the Hamptons, yeah. big time. Yeah, how about you come <laughs> over to my place over in the Hamptons and you know we'll have a great weekend to celebrate uh, this big achievement you found. You're going to save our company lots of money. Thank you so much. But secretly, Bernie, spoiler, Bernie was actually funding uh, funneling the money to his own account. So he was actually setting these guys up to get whacked, as they say, in the mob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a and big dinner with the, you know, some mobsters. <laughs> <laughs> and he is secretly sleeping with the mob boss's girlfriend. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Tina, franchise crossover from, what? Friday the, from Friday the 13th Part 3. Oh, oh, interesting. Who'd you play yeah. in that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. In-depth coverage. She has a fun <laughs> fake New York voice, though. Yeah. She calls oh. him Biney. Biney? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. True. It's charming. Yeah. Boiny. Yeah. Uh. And then she bone zones him after he dies. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, my <Okay>. gosh. <laughs> Another clerk's thing. <laughs> yeah! Point. Wow! A lot in common. Clerks all over this place. Mm. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, then what happens? Yeah, so uh, Bernie basically tries to hire the mob to, to whack these guys, but since they're getting uh, 
wind of the the alleged affair, which is actually extremely obvious because they they don't even wait until they uh, they leave the the garage the parking lot before they start making out or something. They don't leave the restaurant. She starts giving him a fucking foot job under the table. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so basically the mob is not too happy. So they say, hey, instead of us uh, getting rid of these two uh, jokers, let's let's kill Bernie instead. So uh, they hire a hitman to go out to the Hamptons. Uh, they basically give uh, Bernie an overdose of a mystery drug. Are we supposed to assume that it's heroin or I, just? I, I thought heroin. Yeah. Figured yeah. It. I figured. Yeah. It. And uh, and then he leaves uh, the syringe with the drugs in Bernie's uh, coat pocket, just so you know that it's it was him that uh, killed himself. Right. And then they they leave him uh, at his big beach bungalow. And moments afterwards, our our two heroes arrive and find Bernie, and they, they you know everything starts off. They just assume he's just like hanging out, chilling, because that's what you do when you're a rich guy in the Hamptons. You just like get wasted and chill out. And then they realize shortly thereafter that Bernie is in fact dead. They find the needle and the drugs in his pocket. And probably about five seconds later, an enormous party just erupts at Bernie's uh, beach house. Yeah. Right. And uh, we get to see a very lively cast of local characters because supposedly this is sort of like a, a floating party that happens in this neighborhood and Happens all the time at Bernie's place, so people are cool with uh, just breaking and entering, you know, whatever. <laughs> Who is your point. favorite party goer? Uh, <laughs> so, I don't remember my favorite, but the, the one part that stood out to me the most was the the mus- or the, the bodybuilders or the physical trainers. Yes, that's who I the- was going to bring up. <laughs> when they're walking past him, and by the way, this film is littered with ADR. Um, it is it's bad. <laughs> and like as they're as they're walking by you hear like a really bad like arnold schwarzenegger impression uh and he says what is i have had a note here uh god i can't find it uh he's basically like he says something along the lines like oh you got to pump some iron but of course it's all adr so you don't see any anyone it's, it's like their backs are turned to him yeah. And then there's a scene where uh, one of the uh, personal trainers comes up and is giving Bernie uh, a back rub, and he's clearly reading the lines off of the <laughs> script because he's talking to Bernie but looking off camera, and he's just like, hey, Bernie, we're going to work on your deltoids tomorrow, so you better be ready for an intense workout, Bernie. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, he's, really, he's pulling a Marlon Brando there. Yeah. yeah. They're both uh, wearing... Like uh, tank tops that say the name of their business on them, and uh, their name of their business is Torsos and Tony. And uh, <laughs> I was wondering which one was Tony and which one was Torsos. <laughs> uh, they seem to me. Was Hans and Franz happening around this time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it must have been a Hans and Franz reference, even sure. more than it was a Schwarzenegger reference. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And then, yeah, we can't forget that, that one lady who just randomly walks up and she's just all like, oh, Bernie, you got any you got any drugs I can score off of you? And then she reaches in the pocket and finds the uh, the heroin and the, the needle, which, uh, this, yet again, this is the 80s, so uh, 
people using uh, sharing needles was still a thing too. Sure. So. <laughs> as long as you're not that, gay, it's safe. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> think of that. I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah so it's not not at all sketchy. Be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So that 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 basically clears up like uh, some of the evidence yeah. from the. <laughs> and she just pops off screen with it, like she's like, I guess I'll go shoot up in the bathroom. All right. <laughs> It's great. It's great. Uh, see, Henry. Yeah. I love this section of the movie, where the they're just section. hanging out by the pool, partying, yeah. having some sweet drink beverages. Just. Yeah. Th- see, not- I wrote down that it takes twenty minutes to get to Bernie's in this movie, and that's too long. Actually, it took. <laughs> I thought it was thirty. No, I, I, you might be right, but I wrote down twenty. Well, or maybe thirty till he's dead. That could um, be. That could be. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. I mean, here I'll be. I'm just gonna full confession. I had written two stars about when it was sort of over, and then I dropped it to one. Uh, but this discussion is is helping a little bit, also in contextualizing my feeling on the second one. So you know, you guys are doing a good job. Dropping uh, weekend at Bernie's. I. I... <laughs> <laughs> One star is shocking to me. Well, I'm persu- <laughs> I might be persuadable. We'll, sw- we'll see. Okay. We'll Come on, Dan. Let's 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 sway him. Okay, we'll do it. Let's do it. Um, all right. I what- mean, I can't even imagine your rating, but I uh, guess I can. <laughs> Oh, and then like I had like another another line about like ADR, like like randomly throughout the party, there'd just be ADR of like. Hey, Bernie, what a radical party. Yeah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, it, it really Bernie. Is. Yeah, we're really enjoying ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> what a great weekend, Bernie. Yeah. You look so alive tonight, Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. One guy uh, completes, I'd... like, uh, you know, a transaction with Bernie? He's like trying to get him to yeah. invest in something. He wants, oh, no, he's he wants trying to, like, him to buy his Porsche. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then dead Bernie's head lolls, and and he's like, "Oh yeah, finally, you agree? Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and I, de- I I really enjoyed this part. Yeah. The next day, uh, they're hanging out by the pool because there's a heated pool, and yeah. um. Andrew McCarthy is blowing out with dead Bernie, playing <laughs> Monopoly with him. And is it Monopoly? Yeah. 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 And uh, I'm just loving it. And then, but before long, Bernie's mob girlfriend shows up. Mm-hmm. And she's looking for Bernie. She's mad at him for some reason. Is that right? He, yes. he, uh, he was supposed to meet her, and she thinks That's he's right. cheating on him. Right, right. But, I cheating mean, like, like, he didn't meet her because he's dead. Right. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I love that about this movie. It is really dark, if you think about mm-hmm. it. The, it's a comedy, like a broad, straightforward comedy about a dead guy. And he, like... But there's a lot of physical comedy, too. And the physical comedy is just bright and crazy. Anytime Bernie was, like, getting dragged behind a boat or, 
or whatever, or like they were stringing his hand up to wave at people, or they were tying their shoelaces together so he could walk. I'm yeah. loving it. Really? I was flying off of like piers and okay. getting hit by cars. Yeah. So funny. I found myself laughing harder at this movie out loud than any movie in a long time. Wow. Yeah. I, I guess I, I guess think it's, it's a, well directed. I think I Ted Kotcheff is a good filmmaker. <laughs> I, I I would I would say that yeah I would say great filmmaker but I would say this this it was it was done a lot better than a lot of other comedies you could see like see today like uh, especially like any sort of like straight to home video like slapstick comedy will be terribly directed terribly yeah. edited but this was like. It was a movie. It was a really like it professionally was a real made movie. movie. We talk yeah, about it, that a lot on this podcast. It's, com- it's competent. It's competently made. I mean, for sure. Uh, I think the the great divide here is just simply whether you find the premise funny or not. And so then, if you do or you don't, that's just going to make or break it for you personally. And Why so, didn't you? I just didn't think it was funny. I mean, any. I think any movie that needs like has. A specific one-note gimmick like that, it's very hard to pull off. And I think going where you said, you you said it's very, you said what, you said it's very dark? Yeah. I think it isn't. And no, I think it, but I think if it, it was, okay. it might have been funny. But it, it's not dark. The whole thing's about a dead guy who, who was murdered with a overdose right. and then a, and a lady sleeps with a corpse's body. That's right, and, but it's done. Pretty dark. And, yeah, it's but it's not done that way. I think so, I think the way it's done is a bolder choice than something like Very Bad Things, which is just so in your face about oh. what a dark comedy we're making. Uh, I think Weekend at Bernie's the fact that it gets wackier and wackier and less dark as it moves on only makes it darker to the point yeah. where like when yeah. the gardener is showing up and like <laughs> Jonathan Silverman is like knocking him out with a baseball bat because he thinks he's like a fucking assassin <laughs> like yeah. that's hilarious you got those uh, two guys lying on the floor you got like Jonathan Silverman lying to his lady you got fucking Bernie just being dragged behind by a fucking <laughs> speedboat <laughs> I'm loving it Tiresome. I'm just tiresome. laughing. I'm laughing out loud, breathlessly. Um, <laughs> I was counting the minutes. Oh, I was. Oh, I, wow. I I got news for you, Henry. At one point, I checked how long was left in the movie, and it was. And you were disappointed. And it was 13 minutes, and yeah. I had the thought I'd watch another hour of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, and then I was regretting that thought because I started Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one thing I wanted to bring up uh, about Weekend at Bernie's is uh, Jonathan Silverman's character. You know, he, he takes that, that character, the awkward with girls character, pretty much to the full extreme. Like, both <laughs> him and Andrew McCarthy take the, the tropes of their characters as far as they possibly can. Like, this guy is so awkward around women. Like, anytime like a woman walks by, he's like, oh, uh, 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 uh. Well, there is a love story element. Which brings me to another point. Yeah. So, uh, Catherine Mary Stewart, uh, her character Gwen, uh, <laughs> she's pretty morbid in this film, if you think about it. Because so 
Jonathan Silverman, he's you know he he's trying to uh, sweet talker, and he gets like really uh, nervous, and so he starts bringing up like his his like sick mom at one point, <laughs> and then another point he brings up his, his dead like, aunt, a dead dead yeah. aunt, yeah. and each time he says something dark, it's like almost immediately followed up with her being like, "Okay, let's make out now." Like that was <laughs> like. That was the final straw. She's like, I'm on the fence. But as soon as he starts bringing it up, like, sick and dead people, she's just like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the worst element of the movie, I think. Because I'm just... Gwen is not a character. She's a no. very <laughs> attractive, charming young lady. And that's all she is. Um, it's a super male-centric movie. They don't give a shit about women at all. <laughs> women are treated terribly in this movie. Um, uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, like yeah. the the Bernie corpse pretty much sexually harasses a handful of women through this <laughs> well, whole thing, and it just well, played yes. off as being all like, "Oh yeah, Bernie," because <laughs> mm-hmm. that means that means like even even when he was alive, he was like you know a real scumbag. But I guess you're not supposed to really root for them in this, right? No, uh, there's a lot of fun rigor mortis jokes in this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we shouldn't. We, we should just. I mean, we've started to talk about it a couple times, but Bernie, dead Bernie. Okay. (laughs) He has sex in this movie. His mobster girlfriend fucks him. And it's like good sex. And and one of the darkest jokes of the movie is, uh, I think it's Jonathan Silverman. Who says, uh, I get yelled at when I just lay there. (laughs) It might be Andrew McCarthy, but I loved that joke. It made me laugh out loud. Uh, it's um, got to be Andrew McCarthy. That seems like more of his joke in this. Yeah, it's true. Jonathan Silverman's jokes are just like, huh? That's the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Jonathan Silverman uh, is the weak link of this movie in terms of the main cast. And you know that because very early on in the movie, when they're still in New York, you get scenes, like solo scenes, with some of our main characters. <laughs> so like, yeah. I thought the Bernie having dinner with the mobsters scene was very funny. Any time Andrew McCarthy's on screen, I'm losing it. But then there's Jonathan Silverman going out on the date with Gwen. And it's it's the only part of the movie I got a little anxious for something to happen. It goes on a little too long. Um, His father, who he doesn't tell her about, comes out in his underwear. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, what was that about? Like, I guess... I guess he didn't want to admit that he's living with his parents, but yeah, yeah he's like, oh yeah, that's just my butler. Right, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> did you um? Do you know who played his father? No. Director no. Ted Kotcheff in a cameo. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. In my, a way, he's kind of the father filmmaker. of this movie. <laughs> in a way, yeah. Do you know that Ted Ted uh, Kotcheff and um, Robert Klein, the writer and director? Um, just recently, in 2014, sued for profits that they feel they deserve from Weekend at Bernie's. I did read that. That's right. Yeah. 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 I wonder what they're talking about. Like, part of the box office or VHS rentals or or just everything? Could be DVD. Could be... Yeah. uh, Yeah. You know, are there... there, I feel like there should be action figures figures or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would buy a the, Bernie action 80s. figure. Yeah. Sure. Or why not? St- why stop there? We could just do like a life-size Bernie replica. That way you could drag it behind your car and feel like you're part of the movie. That would be amazing. 
<laughs> that would be amazing. Um, you can buy Weekend of Bernie's 1 and Weekend of Bernie's 2. Weekend of Bernie's 1 would just be a rag doll. And then Weekend of Bernie's 2 could be like a robot where like it's Good like dance. a big mouth Billy Bass or something. Where like <laughs> anytime music comes on in your house, that fucker gets up and dances. I'm into yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It's true. Oh, speaking of music, uh, did you guys catch who uh, wrote the main song, the Some Like It Hot no, song? No, forget the song, Aaron. The whole score. Oh, that's right. I forgot it was the whole score. It uh, is bonkers. Henry, Henry, like you're the, the, the score soundtrack <laughs> oh, no. guy. Of, no, of, I'm not. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> Could you, do you, what, would you like to tell us some info about the score of uh, Weekend at Bernie's? <clears throat> uh, the score was written by Andy Summers, uh, member and uh, guitarist of The Police. Yes, the, yes the, that's right. The third most talented <laughs> member of the police wrote the score for Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, yeah. It, it's pretty good. I, uh... <laughs> some yeah, like I, it hot. Some like it cold. Some <laughs> never know. It's true. Did you write that down? No, no I, I just remembered it because it plays like 50 times during the movie. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of uh, Caribbean stuff going oh, on. Oh, I love it. It's very yeah. summery. There's a lot of like fun conga drums. There's mm-hmm. it, I feel like there's a lot of like um, keys, a lot of a lot of sweet keys. Yeah, he yeah. also he also wrote the score to another bad movie, uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. I've never seen that. Oh, never saw. Oh, it. you you'd probably love it. I've seen the Police <laughs> live, gang. Really? I, yeah. Oh. I wish they'd played some Weekend of Bernies. I I would have <laughs> loved it. It it was a weird concert. The opening act B fifty twos were way better than the Police, and uh, huh. um, there was this weird creepy moment where they started doing every little thing she does as magic uh-huh. and sting <laughs> brought out his three daughters and they're just like dancing and he starts like singing it to them uh-huh. it was fucking weird i thought he was gonna it was weird i thought he was gonna you know get fucking you know his his groove on for like a week like he does you know <laughs> what's that called that he does tantric tantric <laughs> Notice the silence oh, yeah, yeah. of Aaron and I just letting you finish that thought. Yeah, letting, no problem, no problem. Letting you finish it out. <laughs> no, it was creepy. It was creepy. I didn't like it one bit. Every little thing she does is magic. Get out of here. Don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sing sex songs to your daughters, Stig. Yeah. Not yeah. down. Impressive. Copeland at a Starbucks. What? Yes, I, I I don't I don't mean to show you up, but I once I once saw Stuart Copeland at a Starbucks in Malibu. Really? So, uh, <laughs> How'd that cool. go? <laughs> uh, yeah, he put his like when they called out his name, he he, he said Stu, and I could see <laughs> through it. I kind of like looked at him, gave him a wink. Nice. <laughs> and he like, yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> Aaron, as a drummer, is Stuart Copeland important to you? I think he's uh, he's a really good drummer for for its time. Like he was like one of the first uh, white drummers to play that sort of like rate of like a um, uh, a rivalry between him and um, the attraction uh, uh, was it uh, Elvis Costello and the Attractions drummers of who was the first drummer to do that sort of like 
reggae beat in like uh, you know a white punk band sort of thing. <laughs> sure. um, but as a person, I hear he is really, really difficult to work with. I hear he's uh, I hear he's not the asshole. nicest guy. But I, as a drummer, I feel like. I, I, I feel like Andy Summers is maybe the only non-dick in that band. I don't know. I don't know enough about the police. Pro- I mean, probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, Three. Okay, so uh, one thing that I think has to be addressed with the Weekend at Bernie's uh, franchise um, is uh, okay, so. A dead body, from what I hear, uh, when it uh, you know when someone dies, there's a few things that happen. Uh, there's rigor mortis and uh, bloating and loss of bowel control. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure this whole film, Bernie would be fucking disgusting. Yeah, he'd uh, probably be pissing and shitting all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so but they bring him into the ocean a lot, so it cleans him up. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, never mind. That makes that makes total total sense. You know, there's a lot of things in movies you never see characters shitting, and so, like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. As Henry knows, <laughs> I watched Encino Man uh, twice recently. I think everybody knows that. Well, I've said it on two different podcasts, so yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and one thing I thought a lot about watching that movie is he, this guy's not potty trained, Brendan Fraser. And so I bet you there are scenes that we are not privy to where Sean Astin is just wiping Brendan Fraser's butthole. <laughs> know what I'm saying? And so I thought about that in Weekend at Bernie's, and I wonder whether there was a scene where, like, while Jonathan Silverman is still sleeping and growing his disgusting five o'clock shadow, like, (laughs) Andrew McCarthy, as he's setting Bernie up to play Monopoly with him, uh, is maybe giving him an old wiperoo. You think so? I wonder. I don't know. Maybe it's in the deleted scenes. I don't know. Uh, speaking of Bernie, <laughs> you got to see the director's cut. I would, I would love to watch the director's cut. Sure, you would. Um, Bernie is played by a fellow named Terry Kaiser, and uh, from Nebraska. <laughs> I, I happen to know that, and he is perfect. He is. He's, he's also another crossover from Friday the Thirteenth. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He plays the Doctor in Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, The New Blood. Um, I rem- I do remember that, but I just think the the look of Bernie with those sunglasses, the ever present sunglasses, and that half smirk, that little yeah. half smile. I just I think it's iconic and perfect to the point where someone draws a picture of Bernie at one point in this movie, and it's just like two dots for eyes, a mustache, and a half smile. And it looks like mm-hmm. him. I think that's in the second one. Okay, on fine. Voodoo, on the voodoo doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> that was the best part of the second one. Right. So right. so this begs the question, like, do you think any other actor could have done it better? <laughs> I honestly don't. 
and I toyed. Uh, Maybe Robin Williams could have been good. Oh, God. True. <laughs> Although, I think he would have probably hammed it up a little too much. Like, it would have been, like, a lot more physical comedy, where I think he hits that right amount of, like, where he's doing enough acting, and then the rest of it is the dummy, where Robin Williams would have been more just him You're absolutely around. right. You don't really notice the performance of Terry Kaiser, which is what you want, because Bernie mm-hmm. is just supposed to be dead. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I thought, I toyed with making Terry Kaiser the MVP. Anybody yeah. else? No? Uh, I am on a fucking island with this movie. he's in my top no I told you I told you McCarthy's my MVP no me too but I toyed with Terry Kaiser I could see that yeah I don't know how how do I I don't how do you assess a performance like this I mean he's not I I don't even understand I don't get I mean how do you do it it's the physical comedy I think he's really good he He's flipping and flopping around, and I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and then in part two, it gets definitely a lot more like wacky. Yeah, I mean, but, part, uh, part two, I he's think the moving first... independently. He's moving independently in part two. In part one, he's just kind of moving where anyone takes him. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's perfect. You... Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm loving it. I did notice something. Um, when they're uh, when they discover the cash on uh, uh, Bernie's desk and like realize mm-hmm. that you know they're going to be targeted, there were a couple of books at Bernie's desk. Um, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> one was uh, I didn't get the title of the book, but the the one said Robert Ludlum. Makes sense. And and one said Elmore Leonard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Both so huge Bernie, influences on Weekend at Bernie's, I would That's think. what I thought immediately. Yeah. 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 It is a, it, you can see a little Elmore Leonard in this movie. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Get Shorty with a dead guy. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, it's like, imagine, like, Justified if Boyd Crowder was a dead guy and, like, <laughs> Raylan had to just, like, you know... Tie his shoelaces, does. All right, so Dan, Dan, I got a question for you. Yeah, and Aaron can answer this too. Um, okay. Now I didn't see this other movie, but I know you did, Dan. What the, that recent uh, movie with Paul Dano, where he's got a dead guy on the beach with him? Swiss Army Man. Right. Okay. So uh, is, is that a better uh, dead guy movie than this one? It's a more interesting. It's a better movie. It's not as funny at all. Now, mm-hmm. I have to ask you: Are you interested in seeing more movies with dead protagonists? <laughs> no, I wasn't interested oh. in seeing Weekend at Bernie's too. I just oh. think this movie's great. Okay, all right. No, I just, I just wanted to know if because it, it might be a genre that you enjoy. So I thought maybe if there's any <laughs> other movies out there, I don't. I don't know that there is. There might be. What are you talking about? People love zombies. Well, it's true. Okay. Remember that movie, My Boyfriend's Back, where oh, yeah. the guy was a zombie pull. and the lady dates him? I don't remember that. Get out of here. Great movie. It must have come out like the same year as Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> but he's animated, I wonder- right? He's like an animated person. No, right? no. He's like an, it's an, 
No, right, right. He's a zombie and he can like talk yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. If Bernie would have like been slowly a zombie, decomposing the whole time. If Bernie would have been a zombie, I might have been more on board. I couldn't I can agree you less. If they bring it back. <laughs> 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 yeah, if they, if they remade it today, it would have definitely been been some zombie action happening. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's true. It's true. I I would hate it. I, I they should never remake this movie. Um, it's a great movie as is. I and and you can't have him animated. The fun of it is the flipping and flopping. I know. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing you. Thank Just you. The, the flipping and flopping just didn't uh, didn't work for me. So. How about when that little kid buries him under sand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of another morbid character, that wait, kid wait, is wait. fucking sick. Do you know who that kid is? <laughs> no. I was guessing the director's son. Nope. <laughs> that kid still working today, gang. Really? Uh-huh. He's not overdosed or anything? Nope. He is a director by the name of Jason Woliner. Uh, and he is probably best known for uh, his work in the in the comedy universe, directing every episode of Human Giant. Really? Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> yes, I swear to God. Wow. And <laughs> also every episode of the new Netflix revival of Mr. Show. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. That's wow. Okay. I might change my NVP now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. God. He loves playing with dead Bernie. Yeah. 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 I love when Bernie comes back at the end of the movie when they're like trying to put him into the ambulance and Mm -hmm. then he falls out of the ambulance and rolls down those steps and then just sort of pops up on the beach behind our our heroes <laughs> and then that little kid comes back and buries him again it's great yeah that kid uh will most certainly grow up to be a, a serial killer <laughs> oh, <laughs> well yeah well, the, the character yeah. In, the character in the universe in the universe in the burniverse yes yeah that kid is just loving playing with a dead guy you can't get enough of it yeah. mm-hmm mm-hmm I will say, like, the only flaw in the movie in terms of, um, <laughs> y- you know, in, in terms of the physics is he spends a lot of time in the water, whether being dragged behind that boat or mm-hmm. in the second one, he, he, like, walks underwater to find his money. Whatever, We'll get there. And he, sh- <laughs> he should be quite waterlogged, right? You'd think oh, so. most certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd think so. He should but. look weird. He, I, I feel like by the end of Weekend at Bernie's 2, he should look like that giant demon thing and blade that you have to like <laughs> ladle water on all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> you want to wrap? You know, Dan, like, you know this wasn't filmed in the Hamptons, though, right? It was filmed in North Carolina. It was filmed in oh, Wil- yeah. Wilmington, North Carolina, which is where they shot um, Dawson's Creek. Oh, of course you know that. All right. They also shot One Tree Hill there. So I just want to say I've only referenced that show twice um, in the history of the podcast, both on episodes Aaron was on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be a part of that. Yeah. 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 Um, It's great. It's great. Um, And sort of towards the end of the movie, 
there's a scene where they're all paddling with Bernie. It's it's quite a bit like the end of Jaws. Um, <laughs> and Andrew McCarthy yells out, I'm getting swimmers here, which made me laugh <laughs> real hard. And um, I also like the use of um, Puccini in our final sequence. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was gonna ask Henry, do you do you, uh, do you can, can you name that composition? Well, they were playing. They, they popped on a couple of things during that. What was it? During that last fight when McCarthy's right, he's like he ties the guy up with the phone cord, right? Isn't there? That's when the music is playing. Or? Yeah, it's when yeah. Um, they catch some crime going on, and Andrew McCarthy's brilliant defense against uh, being there is trying to say. I'm blind. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. I heard Bizet's Carmen. That's what I heard. I didn't. I, I think you're right about some Puccini for a snippet, but I didn't get enough of it. Okay. To, uh, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely a Bizet's Carmen going on there. Okay. It's a very cultured film. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It Sophisticated. Is. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. What do you guys grade Weekend at Bernie's from one to five? Aaron, I'm going to give this one a solid stiff rigor mortis three. Okay, I'm loving it, Henry. <clears throat> well, I was I was on the fence, and uh, I think I'm going to go uh, exactly where I was. One star. <laughs> one star. And my MVP is McCarthy, and my LVP is uh, Robert Klain. The writer? Yeah. Okay. Who's your MVP and LVP, Aaron? Uh, my MVP would uh, be Andrew McCarthy's character, or Andrew McCarthy, of course. Um, my LVP uh, might be, I guess... Catherine Mary Stewart, she like you said, she kind of was a non-character, but then again, that could be because of the writers. But, well, that, um, I, I was going to do the same thing. I, I was going to give her the LVP, but not because the actress was bad at all. It's just, you know, she's the female lead, and she's not a fucking character. I thought you guys would both go with uh, Silverman based on how you were kind of talking about him. Silverman is serviceable, he- but that's all he is. Yeah. Yeah, he he was definitely was down towards the bottom, but um, yeah, I would have gone if, if if it wasn't Andrew McCarthy for VIP or uh, MVP, I would have gone for Terry uh, Kaiser for sure. But um, Thank definitely, you. yeah, LVP. I probably have to give that to Catherine. All yeah. right, so now Dan, let's you're up, buddy. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm giving it a five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right all right just dive in you know what i i respect that because if you were gonna go four i was gonna call bullshit no i mean i am you better you better go all in i'm excited by weekend at bernie's i'll probably watch it again before the end of the year i am going to wholeheartedly recommend it if you've never seen it Okay. Nice. You know what? Uh, and to be honest with you, I was actually shooting more for a two star, but Dan's enthusiasm, <laughs> I think, bumped it up a star. See, so. I'm, I'm used to it, his enthusiasm, so it didn't have as great an effect on me, but uh, uh-huh. I, I applaud you for the... Sometimes for the... you're the enthusiastic one, Henry. That's true, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, look, I was looking for a you know a conversion on my star rating, but it just couldn't didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Is that the deepest divide between our star ratings? I don't think we've ever had a one and a five. A one and a five. That's a that, pretty big that, gap there. That's pretty. That's a great point. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I mean. Um, this is like the most polarizing film in all of the the franchise history. So maybe more polarizing. Maybe I don't know because I think even films I didn't like or you liked and you or vice versa, we went probably two four, you know, two five. I don't know if we ever did one five. That's that's big. That's big. Yeah. Big franchise news happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. Great. Yeah. All, right. All the news that's fit to print. Yep, you yep, you yep, can yep, look yep. for that news tomorrow in the failing New York Times. <laughs> uh, sad. 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 All right, gang. Let's move on to... Oh, and I, I just want to say my MVP is Andrew McCarthy. Um, just a guru of how to have a summer. Um, I love it. Okay, weekend at Bernie's too, gang. Let's right. do this. All right. It comes four years later. Too long. <laughs> too long away. Get out of here. Um, directed and written by Robert Klein, who merely wrote the first weekend at Bernie's. Um, Henry's LVP from Weekend at Bernie's. Um, I mean, his career. He's he's written some famous movies actually. He's like kind of a well-respected writer. He wrote Where's Papa, which is like a mm-hmm. real cult classic. Oh yeah, I've never seen it. But yeah. I never have either, but people love that movie. Um, and uh, what was it? Uh, he also did National Lampoon's Euro Vacation. Yep. He yeah. did. He did. He wrote that movie. The weakest of the trilogy. Well, it's yeah, not a trilogy. Not There's four of them. And, I, I call uh, it. It's a trilogy it, to me. No, it's, it's not. Trilogy. And it's the third best one. <laughs> it's the third best and, Yeah, right. Okay. But I don't count Vegas Vacation, but I guess I'll, I have you to. You have to so. count it. It's a movie that exists as part of that franchise. Frankly, you have to count Cousin Eddie's fucking Joyride oh or whatever my the fuck God. those are called. I, I forgot that they made it. What are those? They made two of those, Aaron. Oh, oh God! That'll be a while. Yeah, yeah that's uh, what's, that's have, have what stops that me. Thing. That's what stops me every time I want to cover vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. He also wrote "The Man with One Red Shoe," the Tom Hanks classic. Ooh, that's bad. I've seen that. Oh, right, yeah. That's, yeah, that's one that's movie bad. that I know I've seen, but it I have absolutely no recollection of. I, I just know the box cover more than anything else. Yeah, me white. too. Me too. He's looking real <laughs> sassy on that box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think his wife's in that. Rita Wilson, right? Ugh. Oh. Oh, you don't like Rita Wilson? No one cares. You have strong feelings on Rita Wilson? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like a cape capshaw. Like, get her out of here. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Weekend of Bernie's 2. Weekend of Bernie's 2. Let's do it. July 9th, 1993. Okay. A smaller budget than the first one of $7 million and a box office of $12 million. Hmm. Okay. It, yeah. came, it came in at number 94 for the year. Hmm. 
just ahead of Judgment Night. I remember that. The Ice Tea Classic. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 for yeah. Sure. And just below a far off place. Oh, I remember What's that. What's that, Henry? That it, sounds like I, something you'd like. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never saw it. And I do not even remember what it's about. Merchant Sorry. Ivory, maybe? Is it really? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't either, man. You're, you're, hey, don't look at me. I, 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 have n- I don't even have any idea what that could be. I'm going to look at now. Now I'm curious. I have the no, top that, ten. I have the top ten in box office. Of 1993, gang. A far-off place, by the way, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, really? A yeah. young Reese Witherspoon? It's like a man in the moon situation? Yeah, directed <laughs> by Mikhail Solomon, so I don't know what the fuck. Looks, there's an elephant on the cover, so it probably takes place in Africa. Let's play a game. The All top right. ten movies of 1993. Uh, Aaron and Henry can participate. Oh, okay. okay. Number ten, it's a film... Featuring John Lithgow and a big 80s action star. And oh, cliffhanger. Um, cliffhanger is correct. Nice, you win. God damn it. Number nine is a film starring many of the people that were involved in this week's protest. <laughs> um, And it's, oh. it's black and white, except for a red dress. Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah. It, yeah, they oh, blacked, yeah, they blacked and whited that whole movie, but Spielberg, like, missed this one red dress. He, like, right, right. You he forgot know. it. Oh, he, he must have been so embarrassed when he saw the final cut. I know, <laughs> I know. Damn it. <laughs> Number eight, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in theaters, starring one of my favorite actors of all time and one of the most famous actresses of the of the day. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I need a little more than that. I think it's a lawyer movie. All right. Uh, there's um, a there's a bird in the title. There's bird. also a kind bird. of underwear. Kind of <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, 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 uh, I don't know, man. That's right. It's the Pelican Brave. Oh. <laughs> kind of underwear. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. I saw that in theaters, too. Horrible. Number seven. <laughs> there, it's, uh... Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to defend the Pelican Brief at all because I don't remember a, a thing about it, but you would have been... What, seven? I got dragged by my parents. Yeah, that was like, let's not, I don't feel like finding a babysitter night. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was bored. That's fair. Yeah. Number seven, it's a Clint movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's actually a really good Clint movie. In the Line of Fire? Yeah, that's right. Uh, You beat me to it. Number six, you've seen... Basic Instinct. Did you like that movie? Yes, you did. How about some more sexy thrills? Uh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Basic oh, Instinct Two: Electric Boogaloo. No. What? Is that uh, Linda Fiorentino, David, uh, what's his face? No, no. As much as I know, you'd love that. It's Indecent Proposal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, thinking of Jane. Number five, guys. 
Why don't you meet me at the top of a building for a nice... Okay, thank you. Sleep is... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Number four. Uh, number four. We really liked boring legal thrillers in 1993 <laughs> as a country. So here's another one that's better the than the Pelican Brief. That's right, The Firm. Well okay. done. Got no, Grissom here. Yeah, number three, a film <laughs> we've covered on the podcast. The Fugitive. That's right. Very good. Oh. Number two. That's right. It was a drive-by fruiting. Oh, uh, this is now a fire. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very good. <laughs> and number one. Good, good pull. Thank you. Number one, hang on to your butts. Oh, it's got Jurassic Park? That's right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice one. Hank, you couldn't get that one from Hang On To Your Butts? Nope. I'm not a, I can't quote that movie at all. That's I a, just knew that Jurassic Park had to have been like the yeah, number one. I should have thought of that. That's a Samuel L. Jackson line from that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, gang. Do you have your top ten favorite movies of 1993 ready? I have mine written seven years ago. What about yours, Dan? Um... I am out of town this weekend, and I forgot my lists. So I banged one out ten minutes before the podcast, but I feel really good about it. Now, I have to ask you a question, key <laughs> question. Did you try to, from your recollection, do you think it mirrors at all your old list? Or? I think it largely does. Okay. Um, but I think I was too snobby to put Groundhog Day on my old list, and now okay. it's on mine. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you, Aaron? Uh, I'm I'm now pulling it up, and I'm I'm doing making a quick list. So if you guys want to go, I can give my list in a second. Okay. <laughs> Henry, what's your number ten? True Romance. Mine is Groundhog Day. All right. Uh, Aaron. Uh, I. I I will go with True Romance as well. For number oh, 10. Definitely. Okay. This is very difficult, Aaron. I'm impressed to be doing that, pulling that up whilst reading it. It's a good year. I had to cross some shit uh, Yeah. No, yeah. I'm looking at the list now. There's, uh, ooh. I, I, it, mine might be in no particular order, but right, I'll, right. I'll just That's fine. keep going in. That's fine. Henry, number uh, nine. Number nine, Tombstone. Uh, okay. Um, my, uh, it's a great no, movie. No, no, it is. It's a very good movie. It didn't make my list, though. My number nine is Mike Lee's Naked. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, good choice. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Demolition Man. Great movie. Ooh, nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. I think okay. that might have been the movie that was on my original list that I replaced Groundhog Day. Yeah, okay. it's, that's not on mine. Yeah, great okay. movie. Number eight for me is Manhattan Murder Mystery. Ooh, very good. Oh, wow. I have... Carlito's Way. Mm -hmm. Good mm -hmm. choice. Aaron? Aaron? I'm going to go with The Sandlot. Great movie. <laughs> hey, it was one of my favorite up. films when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah we just sure. I, I brought it up during Major League as one of the great baseball movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never, never saw it. Um, my number seven is Groundhog Day. Okay. Mine is A Bronx Tale. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with Carlito's way on this one. Great. Okay. Great. Number six in the name of the father. 
Oh, Henry, that was on my original list, and I forgot it. I didn't. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should That's be on my one. list. Fuck. Yeah, tough All one. right. Uh, my number six on this list that I hammered out is Menace to Society. I never saw that. Mm. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. I love In the Name of the Father, though. That's a fucking great movie. All right, you have The, fu- the Fugitive. Movie. Yeah, that's great, too. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> number five, uh, California. With a K. That's oh right. yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Movie. Great movie, great movie, great movie. I have it on my longer, you know, my short, my whatever. I had to cross it out. <laughs> <laughs> my number five is Shortcuts. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Bobby Altman. Sure, yeah. uh, Robert Altman. We're not friends with him. <laughs> well, no one can be friends with him now. Um, it's true. It's a real Bernie situation. That's right. Right. Well, maybe you could. He's dead. You like that kind of thing. That's right. true. Yeah, yeah. They got they palled around with Bernie. I could pal around <laughs> with Robert Allman. Yeah. Right. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Might be a little too waterlogged at this point. Hey, that didn't stop uh, the the <laughs> Rich and uh, Larry. Oh, good pull on their names. I couldn't have done wow. that shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did, Aaron, did you say your number five? Oh, you, oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, you, at this point, I think I'd be just pretty much mirroring you guys. So yeah, Groundhog Day <laughs> is right, going right. to be on, on there. I like that you gave it a plural, Groundhog's Day. Yeah, like you that. know, because there's multiple days. I think you know multiple groundhogs. So what do you want? Hey, Come on. Oh, it hey, should yo. be called Groundhog Days. Right. How about that? <laughs> Z-E. Yeah. Ground, yeah, days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Under Which, a much worse filmmaker, it would have been. Yep, sure. <laughs> um, number four, I have Carlito's Way. Okay. I have Jurassic Park. Not on my list. That's crazy. I That's have uh, Tombstone. Oh, okay. Hank? Number three, A Bronx Tale. Very high. Okay. Good movie. My number three is True Romance. I thought it was far too low on your list. It is far too low. You're yeah, I, I probably would have moved it up if I if I hadn't said it sooner. Yeah, I would have moved Bronx Tale down or off now that I've heard some of your guys' choices, to be honest. but mm. uh, All right, Aaron, number three? Number three, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Great movie. Oh. Not on my list, but great movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, number two, The Fugitive. Fugitive at number two. You know, the Fugitive didn't make my list. And I wonder yeah. if it was on my old list. I don't know. When we covered it, you weren't that effusive about it. So I love it. I, I oh. was I, I, I wasn't I mean you liked it. I don't remember you going nuts over it. Yeah, that. you're you're probably right. Effusive was something I was not. Um right. but it's a very good movie. My number th- what are we on? Three? Two. Yeah. No right, two. two, two. My number two is Schindler's List. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Aaron, number two, second movie. Dazed and Confused. Very good. And that'll <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for my yeah, list. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, number one for me was Schindler's List. Uh, understandable. Mine, you know, it's, it's Schindler's List if we're, like, really making a list, like, what are the best movies of night? But... Mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched Dazed and Confused a couple times a year for my entire life, and I'm not a big rewatcher. I, right. I love everything about Dazed and Confused. I think it's a perfect movie. That's my number one. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Aaron, the number one movie of 19... 19- oh, you already said it. No, you didn't. No, no, no. Jurassic Park. Love it. Ooh, all mm-hmm. right. I, just because, you know, it had a huge impact on me when I saw it as a kid. And, like, sure. even today when you go back and rewatch it, it's still really good. It was my first ever favorite movie and uh, made me see all the other films of Steven Spielberg. And it holds up like a mother. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to mention it's influenced, like, uh, special effects in tons of films that came after it. We'll probably yeah. cover it next summer when uh, they put out like Jurassic World Two. Jeff Goldblum's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the uh, the uh, moniker of the movie? I don't the know. It's got to be something like that. It land should of, be Land of Chaos, or no? It, sh- it should be Jurassic World Two. Jeff Goldblum's in it. That's I w- I went to. I mean, that's how they're promoting it, basically. Right. <laughs> let's yeah. let's find out. Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Is the title? Yeah. Uh, it's coming out June twenty second, two thousand eighteen. So get ready for our Jurassic Park coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't even worry about it. great cast. James Cromwell's in it. Oh, Ted wow. Levine. Okay, wow. all the greats. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Chris Pratt, single and ready to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. That's right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They yeah. Just, they right. recently split. Great divorce. That sweet D is going to be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Get your Pratt dick over here. Get your Pratt dick. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready, <laughs> Bryce Dallas. You're going to be chomping on that, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Weekend at Bernie's, too. Oh, do we have to? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll start off with the best part of the movie. Hands down. The animated opening credits. Yeah. I was loving it. And I got to tell you, the thought occurred to me when I was watching Weekend at Bernie's, the first one, that it would make a great animated series. Totally. Because time doesn't pass in animation. It could just be about two fun guys hanging out with like their dead friend. It's great. Right. <laughs> it would be like the Beetlejuice cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, great cartoon. But Yeah, no, when, when the animated uh, intro started, I was like, oh, this may not be so bad. <laughs> and I had, the, I had the opposite thought. No, I was loving every second of that animated intro. And... Uh, animated Bernie looks great, and I loved the song. That song that plays the voodoo song, I was really enjoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I always know yeah. when Henry disagrees with me a lot because he just responds to everything I say with an unenthused yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I... Well, I'm not, I'm not sorry, I guess. No, yeah, you don't have to be sorry. I'm yeah, just pointing yeah, yeah. it out. No, it's interesting. Yeah. This is like the exact opposite of the Major League episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It kind of is. <laughs> um, so we get a nice establishing section where we're they're showing that we're in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And the best part of this was like straight off the bat, Silverman Uh-oh. and McCarthy walking up to the morgue. And they run into a guy, and the guy yells, Hey, I'm walking here! Yeah. 
Classic yeah, that, New that York. Was really, really Classic. strange. What, what, what was why? Why do you? What's that about? Because that's what New York. Long? Yeah, that's, that's what everyone. People from outside of New York. They think of Midnight Cowboy. Is that what they think of? I just think I don't even think that. I think that line is like indicative of New York. Right. But hey guys, it, guys. We've all lived in New York before. Like, I mean, I, I personally can say not a day went by when someone didn't yell, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Sometimes me. Yeah, exactly. I just think it was fun to put that in another movie was uh, an, an odd touch. Yeah. It's in a, I don't even think we should think of that as a Midnight Cowboy thing. That's just New yeah. York. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think I once tweeted, like, uh, my favorite, like... <laughs> Uh, it was, I was joking about when people say, like, uh, a city is their favorite character in a movie. <laughs> yes, I, that came up I, on our second yeah, podcast. Because yeah. I hate that. and uh, Oh, I think I said it on the podcast. Yeah, you, you did. You, yeah. you, gave, me quite a, you gave me quite the uh, beating for that. No, no, no. Yeah. I, said, I said my favorite character in this movie was definitely New York. And my favorite line of New York dialogue in the movie was, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Good reference to your own joke a year ago. Very, very well done. That's my new yeah. thing. Like when I read yeah. my tweet last episode. Right, mm-hmm. right. Hey, why not, man? I don't, I don't have a problem with that. No, I'm self-aggrandizing. It's my new character trait. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, fucking, whatever. What's the plot of this movie, Aaron? <laughs> okay. So, uh. <laughs> Our uh, our heroes from the last uh, Bernie's adventure, uh, Rich and Larry, uh, they go to uh, the morgue, uh, as you said before. And uh, one of the as they're walking by, I think one of the morticians says, like, uh, talks about how it's the holiday weekend, and boy, the bodies are sure piling up. Which uh, fun fact, uh, my my friend Dave, who's uh, an emergency room doctor, uh, says that there is in fact a giant spike during like uh, summer holiday weekends in um, emergency room people, and of course with that deaths. There was also a giant spike in uh, Bernie's pocket in the first weekend at Bernie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, right. By the way, by the way. No, no, let Aaron finish. Sorry. <laughs> Oh. So, uh, oh God, I'm trying. This was a little going to be a little harder to remember. Uh, so they go there to find uh, Bernie's body for some reason. I think uh, I don't even know why. Now that I'm looking at my notes, uh, but simultaneously, there's some voodoo lady who is aware of Bernie's hidden treasure question mark and so he she has sends a safety her- deposit box but it's like buried underwater Is yeah. That right? <laughs> i think so yeah and so uh this voodoo lady sends her her two uh two henchmen to go find the body so they they steal bernie's body from uh the morgue they Take it to a nearby. Um, it's it's a triple X theater, right? Yeah, I think. yeah, porn yeah. theater in Times Square. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the days. 
They so bring him into the rest, the restroom, the the uh, the surprisingly clean-looking restroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although there is one sequence where one of those guys is crawling on the floor of the porn theater, looking for that like mouse or whatever, and I a chicken. A chicken, right. And it is oh. the most repulsive thing I've ever seen in my oh. life. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think I, I might have, like, dry heaved at that part. I kind of uh, did, yeah. I guess uh, so, just like what was happening on screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, these, these two dudes, um, I don't, I didn't write down the names. I know one of them's name was Charles, but I forgot the, to write down the other guy's They're name. They're great. I was way more interested in these two voodoo guys than I was in Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy in this movie. I, uh, okay, true. I can actually tell you the other guy's name. Mm-hmm. Henry. That's right. Charles That's right. and Henry. It's like us. Charles is my middle name. And, you know um, what? You, and well, you, you spitting image of you guys, too. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Except for the whole pigment issue, I, I, uh, one of those guys was the the black dude that um, Jason Alexander, like George, worked with at the Yankees in Seinfeld. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. I've I've been recently rewatching season seven of Seinfeld, and I recognized him. Well, the other the the voodoo woman's right hand man uh, was a franchise crossover. Um, he was in uh, Alien Resurrection. The guy with the machine guns and the black guy oh. with the reds. Yeah. How about that? Huh. Which, by the way, <clears throat> don't worry, listeners. I didn't forget the superhero count. We'll just do them all at the end. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, there's not many, so don't, don't worry. I'm oh, you did it? Uh, I tried. Oh, all right. <laughs> but that we'll save that for mm-hmm. till the end. Uh. Where were you, Aaron? Okay, so uh, they have a way to reanimate Bernie's corpse uh, through voodoo. And uh, part of the the ceremony is they have to sacrifice a chicken, and they bring along a chicken, and then they lose the chicken. And as Dan mentioned, the chicken runs through the porno theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, of the, one of the the henchmen is crawling face down in what I can only imagine is uh, soda jizz. pop, it's popcorn, jizz. and <laughs> a lot of jizz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they, they can't find the chicken, so they grab a pigeon. And... At, at one point, though, they do find a chicken, but it turns out to be a chicken that just one of the porno theater patrons brought to the movie. That's right. right. Just yeah, he's companion. like, oh, no, this, this is my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just watching this porno movie intently petting this chicken. It is fucking disgusting. So, guys, guys, this uh, quick question. Yeah. That guy fucking that chicken. <laughs> oh, now we've come to our new segment. Is that guy <laughs> fucking that chicken? <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have any music for that. Damn it, Henry. Ready. I'm sorry. I Sleeping get on the ready. job over yeah, there. Yeah, I really got, am. You got to work on that. I got to work on that. I'll have that ready for next time. <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, uh, I would answer the in, in the affirmative, though. Okay. Dan? Oh, that guy's fucking that chicken. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, so they, they, they can't find... Oh, th- thank you, that has been... In. Is that guy <laughs> fucking that chicken? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> that might be it right there, man. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so... <laughs> they can't find a chicken, 
So they, they grab a pigeon instead. Uh, same thing. They finish the ritual, and since they didn't use the chicken, uh, they used a pigeon instead. They, they, there's a hilarious uh, side effect of, of this ritual where now whenever Bernie hears dance music, his uh, music. corpse becomes... Yeah, any dance music, his corpse becomes reanimated, and he starts just doing a little Bernie dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always the same dance. It's sort of... Um, like a conga line walk, and yeah, his head's yeah. bobbing. His head's always bobbing. Head's right. always bobbing. That's how it all starts. That's when you know it's working. <laughs> and um, imagine this and movie. Part- can, can can I just say he's always wearing sunglasses? Imagine <laughs> the same exact movie if Bernie never wore sunglasses and you could just <laughs> see his dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it would be way less fun. Those sunnies add a lot. I, I think this this is this is begging for an Eli Roth remake. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, way more disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I mean, it just disgusting on its take on women. If it's Eli Roth, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah. he's uh, always just like putting girls he wants to bang in his movies. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, the bear Jew. I wish that character was played by Bart the Bear. <laughs> oh my God! That yes, that that movie is a perfect movie. But that's the only thing that could make it more perfect. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he even has one of the the, the hats, the yamaka. <laughs> yeah. Just put a yamaka on Bart the Bear, and it makes Inglorious Bastards that much better. Oh. He does hate Nazis, oh, that God. bear. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, and I would just that that ending scene would have been so much better if it was a giant bear with a, <laughs> with a top gun blasting like Hitler in the face. Oh my God! That, uh, you just you just <laughs> I, put one of the best images in my head, Dan. I, I was <laughs> just going to say I smell a VHS hits coming on. <laughs> Ooh, not bad. Oh, that'd be great. I'll narrate uh, the shit out of that. <laughs> Tarantino, if you're listening, I would love the rights to your film to do, make that happen. <laughs> Just let me know. He'd be in. He'd be in. <laughs> you should have put okay. True Romance higher on that list, buddy. Uh, no, yeah. honestly, True Romance deserves <laughs> to be about two or three on my list. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, what else we got? So, uh, yeah, basically, also, whenever he dances, he dances towards his treasure. That's so that's right. the big key to it. Is So he is basically a walking treasure map. Um, and, uh, basically the, the two, um, voodoo henchmen lose Bernie and he, Bernie ends up back at the morgue just in time for Rich and Larry to show up. He because, loses uh, Bernie on, they lose Bernie on the subway. And oh, that's right. When right. the next time we see Bernie, he's like, he's missing all his clothes and like his everything. He, like he got robbed off the subway, which would definitely happen in New York, but um, he still got his shades. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no one, took those. I'm telling you, someone started to take them and they got so creeped out by Bernie's eyes under those that they put them back on. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Hundo. Uh, so yeah, then so Rich and Larry and I just remembered why they're picking him up because they're they're, they're picking up his body because they could they're claiming that they're related to Bernie that way they can get some of his inheritance. 
So yeah, they're getting they're getting fired by their company, no? And so they right. they decide that like all that money they found that was being stolen by Bernie, well, we'll just steal it and have yeah. a great summer. The devotion these guys have <laughs> to having a great summer is really understandable to me. That's that's I was just going to say that I think that's one of the reasons you like it so much. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah. I also the best actor in this movie is in Weekend of Bernie's 2 is probably Barry Bostwick. Oh yeah, yeah. You think and, so? Well, Barry, not Barry? not the performance, just like in general. Oh. oh. <laughs> I forgot to mention Barry Bostwick. So Barry Bostwick plays Arthur Hummel who's the um the I guess the the VP of Bernie's company. He's, and... he's the head of security, I think. Right. right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But um he yeah he has them fired, but he is also he also knows about Bernie's fortune, so he's trying to get in on the action. So he's chasing chasing down uh, Rich and Larry, which um, I yet again I don't even remember how this happens, but yada yada yada, everyone ends up in the U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's which, true. Which this movie uh, is pretty much a blatant commercial for the u.s virgin islands at parts like there'll be just parts where there's just random like shots of like festivals going on yeah. and people dancing and at the end there's a huge thank you to like the u.s virgin islands tourist, tourist board uh, yeah yeah so oh, is there what yeah closing credits yeah yes oh i was out <laughs> oh i was in baby Henry, you didn't stick around through the whole credits. <laughs> the second I was sure that the movie was over, it was stop. Yep. You weren't worried about like a stinger. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Jackson shows up. Shows up. <laughs> I, I didn't think that Nick Fury would show up. I, I should have. Oh. Bernie, we got another assignment for you. <laughs> yeah. I we gotta get it. your ass to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy fuck! When I watch that. <laughs> well, like every franchise eventually ends up in space, so why well, not? Well, that would have worked. That would have worked for this a little because there's no gravity, so Bernie could have been floating around life. Oh my God, guys, guys, <laughs> we we might have stumbled on a gold mine here. Yeah, Co copy copyright the franchise. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah. He would Bernie just be goes to space, tumbling along the surface of Mars <laughs> like a fucking tumbleweed. I would love it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the ending could be like 2001: A Space Odyssey, where his, his <laughs> lifeless corpse is just floating through space yeah. into like a vortex. Yeah, a kaleidoscopic <laughs> imagiverse. But the whole time, some like it hot is. <laughs> Guys, we gotta make this movie happen. Oh, where are you, Ted Kotcheff? I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll settle for Robert Klein. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh. I do think okay. the second movie was close in spirit to the first movie. Like Robert Klein yes. brought along the script. Like he the characters were there. Yes, and I think I think um both uh, Rich and Larry's characters, like they, they definitely stayed true to them, but they were a little bit more muted this time. And it's four years later, so Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy look 35. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. But that's, you know, they're just, they, you know, they've been partying up. They've been having some great summers, guys. 
is does well, this take place like the day after the I first movie? Oh shit! You're right. No, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. My bad. I I was thinking that yeah. this happened a while, but I guess no, it had no. to have happened the next day. Otherwise, the the corpse would have been <laughs> rotten. Fucking disgusting. So. Yeah. yeah, our Mars movie would have to be a period piece about the space program in 1989. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Bernie was on the Challenger. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. You're um, welcome. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> So uh, uh, I guess there's not much more to say about the plot besides like they they go to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, they're trying to track down this treasure, and then the voodoo henchmen catch up with them, and it turns into like a th- a th- three way chase between uh, our heroes from the first film, the new voodoo henchmen, and uh, Barry Bostwick's character. Yeah, I'll try and and they're they're racing against time too because Jonathan Silverman took some kind of voodoo formula where he only has twenty four hours to live, and he seems oh. totally unconcerned by that. Yeah. Um, also, the voodoo henchmen, if they don't get Bernie's treasure back to the voodoo priestess, they're going to turn into goats. Right. Oh, I forgot about yes, which, which. Pays off eventually. They do turn into goats. Which uh, which reminds <laughs> me, I don't know why it reminds me, but since we brought up the chronology, at the end of the first one, Silverman's kind of, uh, he's made it with that girl, right? Like, they're a thing. I know, and she is not mentioned in this movie. And he she's is, gone. And he's not trying once. To, he's trying to bone zone everybody on the Virgin Islands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That did then, not take long. Like, if this is supposed to be, like you said, like immediately the next day, he just he dropped her like a hot sack of shit. There. It is. Yeah. And I really think it's Robert Klein to- showing total disdain towards the audience and to that actress and to women, just like assuming, like, well, it's been four years since the first one came out. Like, that's not what people remember about this movie. We don't need to shoehorn Gwen in. Right. But mm-hmm. they should have, man. It could have been like, um, you know, when they leave Jennifer on the porch in Back to the Future for like an entire movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should have just done that. You don't need Jonathan Silverman hitting on ladies. That's yeah, true. And then you find out that the like opposite is true, right? That Andrew McCarthy's character is actually a virgin. We do find that out at the end. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, 35. well, it is the Virgin Isles. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> they could have made a sequel. Like the the forty year old virgin could have been about Andrew McCarthy's character in this movie. Right. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. The do you think the Virgin Island Tourist Board requested that one of the main characters be a virgin? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, and another thing is I, I got to say about this film. This film definitely feels a lot more toned down overall. Like uh, it's definitely not as dark. Um, it, it, and there, there's, there's not as many, like, there's, there's no, no, uh, necrophilia in this. Um, it, it, there's close. It's close. He, it's close. Yeah. He does hook up with a lady, but right. they don't have but, sex. They just have a romantic the, night on the beach. Right. Well, that's the thing. It, it's way more like romantic in this one, which, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, 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 Bernie is never like that. Bernie's a one and done kind of guy, you know, it's just, <laughs> 
Bane. He's not. But then maybe you know he's he's aged, so maybe this is when he starts realizing it's time to like get a little bit more romantic. Like, yeah, <laughs> that thing in his pants might be soft by this point too. <laughs> this I mean yeah that is a problem with this movie it's also totally low stakes the stakes are actually higher technically because they are breaking the law that like they are going across like country lines to like steal money from a company and hanging out with a dead guy and Jonathan Silverman might die and there's weird voodoo rituals and people turning into <laughs> goats and necromancy it's fucking insane <laughs> and true. yet yeah. it feels like just nothing is going on and, uh-huh. and I guess they skipped the sequence of when how they got Bernie into that suitcase huh they, they just uh they didn't pull the Americans thing. I know. I thought there. about the Americans just breaking yeah. all of Bernie's legs to fit him in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just all of a sudden he's in there. Yeah. And also that that brings up another another thing. Um, airport security was definitely a little more lax back in the day, I suppose. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they even scanned that bag. Did we get no. a plane scene? Oh, uh, I I think it's just an airport, and then they show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And the um, no, we do see the, uh, an exterior shot of an airplane because it's a big American Airlines plane. But right. uh, but yeah, we never see them in it. They didn't pay for a um, uh, an airplane set. They only had seven million dollars to make. This <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> um, at the end of the movie, they shoot Bernie in the head with a harpoon by accident, and then for the rest uh, of the movie, Bernie just has a fucking arrow through his head. Franchise crossover, uh, Jason's harpoon? harpoon. Yeah, Jason's harpoon. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Friday the 13th Part 3, I believe, exactly uh, like the girl in the first one. There you go. Yeah. Um, and a parrot shows up. They like uh, The chase goes through a big bird sale. And mm-hmm. we, and Bernie gets a parrot on his shoulder, and I think after Weekend at Bernie's two and Home Alone three, Henry, we've learned that parrots are comedy death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny you bring up Home Alone because um, yeah, I was gonna say that uh, along with what was it the three and four of that, uh, for me this was probably one of the most painful things to sit through this was not as bad as four it's not close to as bad as hard bodies 2 which i think is the worst movie we've ever covered um boy i don't know you're right you probably you're right about home alone hard bodies 2 at least greece was there yeah greece the country oh right (laughs) (laughs) well with this movie i gotta say i was expecting it to be unwatchably bad but it was almost slightly better than unwatchably bad it, it was, I, I think it was I, watchably bad yes exactly mm-hmm. i uh i i i gotta say i was going in with the worst but uh it it kind of kind of barely went above my expectations but my expectations <laughs> were awful so were they lower than the limbo line that bernie is dancing under uh yes most certainly all right <laughs> Uh, uh, what do you guys give it? Um, uh, I'm giving it a one. I, I, as much as I, I want to 
boosted up to a two. I just, I can't do it. It's I'm just... giving it a two. Uh. <laughs> you this... are a, you are a whore for Bernie. The summer vibe. And I liked the Bernie dance, and I enjoyed the the new Black Voodoo Master characters. They were good. I, I, yeah. And the animated opening. If, if for nothing else, the animated opening earns this movie a two. <laughs> MVP. Fair enough. Um, MVP. I'll just go Andrew McCarthy again. Still great. No, you know uh, what? Terry Kaiser. I'm giving Terry Kaiser my M- my MVP. All right, all right, all right. All right yeah. <laughs> my MVP is um, nobody. Oh, <laughs> and my and my LVP is everybody. Oh, great! That's a good joke. <laughs> all right. It's not. Uh, it's not a joke. I couldn't. I couldn't. What am I supposed to do? You want me to? <laughs> Aaron, who's your MVP and LVP? MVP by a mile is that animator at the. Who made the <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, LVP. I think I'd have to give it to. Uh, <laughs> ah, good God, man. The chicken? Maybe the chicken. Uh, I don't know that chicken. Well, I don't know. Well, then again, the chicken who that guy was gonna fuck had a lot of layers to its character. <laughs> A lot of pathos uh, there, man. <laughs> uh, I I guess uh, I guess maybe my my LVP would have to be the U.S. Virgin Islands. You're on blast. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, my LVP, jeez. Um. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh. I'll I'll go with uh you know, those goats that the black guys turn into. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, and okay. the parrot. I'll go with the animals of this film. All right. <laughs> I okay. see. Okay, yeah. so no a little vindication on my no one and everyone, you're picking animals. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um all right, that wraps up our coverage of weekend at Bernie's. I guess we're oh. ranking them one two. Yes. We never <laughs> yes. ranked Major League, Henry. What are we ranking that? One, one two, two three. three? Yeah, okay. Yeah. One, two, three. I do have the superhero counts. Oh, of Bernie's. course. What's the superhero count? Well, Weekend at Bernie's one. Uh, I don't think I caught this, or if I did when we did Friday the 13th, I didn't say something else about it. Terry Kaiser was in Lois and Clark. Now, I, I think I might have mentioned that, but I never mentioned who he played in Lois and Clark. Who's that? H.G. Wells. <laughs> I can see it. That's fine. But yeah. why is H.G. Wells in Lois and Clark? I don't know. That's why it's huh. great. Mm. Yeah, great. Um, Maybe he, like, ran around the world a bunch of times so he could go back to meet H.G. <laughs> Wells. Yeah, they tried to explain off the Superman. Um, <laughs> and then Catherine Parks, who was in the Friday the 13th movie, uh, who played Tina, the, the boiny. Uh, girlfriend, uh, I don't know. Do we count? I can't remember if we count Zorro 
No, we, we don't count Zorro. Because he's not <laughs> technically from... But he does come from, like, you know, those dime cereals or whatever. Oh, so what I, Zorro movie would you... Well, have? I didn't know. All right, it's fine with me not to count it. Um, I just thought we might got, get, get called out for it, so... Oh, fine, we'll count do it. Do what do you got? People do that. Uh, she was in uh, a TV uh, pilot called Zorro and Son, 1983. Zorro and Son, okay. Uh-huh. If Playing it's... Ski- if it's not Zorro the Gay Blade, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she played a character called Senorita Anita. Oh. All right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I figured. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's 2, we got two. Uh, Barry Bostwick. The great Barry Bostwick of the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Spin City fame. And lots, one lots. of my personal favorite movies of all times. Megaforce. <laughs> okay. You got to look that shit up. It, it's I like he, 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 he looks like Barry Gibbs from the Bee Gees, <laughs> and he's in a uh, post-apocalyptic world where him and an elite team are f- riding like motorcycles that shoot rockets at tanks. Does it have a sequel? I don't think so. I hope Damn to God it. it does. It's if you guys haven't seen it, just 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 look up on YouTube Megaforce uh, flying motorcycle scene, and that's really the only thing you need to see. And uh, you're welcome. Will I all see right. Barry Bostwick in that scene? You'll see a whole lot of Barry. Oh, Bostwick. Great. oh all right, all right. He played a character in the new Batman Adventures called Irv Kleinman. Oh, a Jew. <laughs> okay. And uh, our crossover Gary Dorden from Alien Resurrection also was in Lois and Clark, playing a character named Ziggy. Who's that huh. actor? Gary Dorden. And uh, Weekend and Bernie's too. He's the guy. He's he's like the voodoo mistress's hit man wearing the suit at the end with the gun. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's There's that. also. Oh, you missed one. Oh. oh. oh let's hear it. Okay, there's a char- there's an actor named Pee-wee Pimonte or Pi- <laughs> Pimente, P-I-E-M-O-N-T-E. He plays a character, Arnold, which, fuck if I know. Uh, and he was in uh, Batman and Robin as one of Harvey's thugs. Nice, Aaron. Harvey's well yeah. thugs? Harvey Dent, right? Yeah. But he's exactly. not in Batman and Robin. Is yeah, it the- it. Oh, no, he's not. You're right. He's not. Oh, is hold it the on, cartoon? Aaron. Hold up there, Aaron. Hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Maybe Batman Forever? Maybe it was, Maybe I wrote that down. Maybe it's Batman Forever, which All is right. the one that's got to be the... Sorry, guys. I, I dropped the ball on that one. Oh. That's okay. Hey, Henry one. dropped it farther than you did. It's true. It's true. He didn't even get that shit. All right. <laughs> uh, let's wrap it up, guys. See Weekend at Bernie's. I'd like to plug the first Weekend at Bernie's for anyone that hasn't seen it. Um, for fuck's sake, people. Yeah. I mean... For fuck's sake, people. These numbers are moving slower than Bernie in a conga line. Oh. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, come on. Leave us a five-star rating or review on iTunes. It helps us so much. Um, mention us at Pod Franchise or, or at uh, Podmass on the AV Club too. I haven't said that in a while. That oh. helps us out. And um, follow us on Twitter at Pod Franchise. Follow me on Twitter at Low Stakes Daniel. Follow, I mean, email us, <laughs> Jesus, at the franchise pod at gmail dot 
com. And we got a we got a nice uh, couple of uh, fan mail, didn't we? I think I saw something on Twitter there, buddy. Did we? Uh huh. Uh, well, why don't you thank? Well, I'd like to thank Jason Harris still. Well, yeah, yes. of course we're not there yet. Okay. Yeah, obviously. Well, give um, me a second to look this shit up and thank Jason <laughs> Harris. Yeah. yeah. Big Thanks shout out again. to Jason. That intro sounds awesome. Uh, and Henry, nice uh, guitar playing on that. You, you got you. some wicked chaps. Aaron you, used to be in a band with Jason Harris that I was into, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah I was in uh, Grand March, and then I also played on his on a track or two of uh, his first solo record. And yeah, we mean was it public been... speaking, or was that when he was just Jason Harris? I think it was just when he was Jason Anthony Harris, but I don't remember offhand. I think it, I'm pretty sure it was just uh, his own name. Word. Okay. Nice. Um, nice. There you go. And uh, and so that's great. I'm a fan of the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell that I'm stretching? <laughs> I can't find this shit. We have nice. It? We have nice fan mail, Henry. I'll look it up. Jesus. Aaron, you plug uh, something because you have okay. something to plug. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I certainly do. Um, yeah, I got. I released an EP recently. You can check it out uh, at com. It's under my, my own name. Uh, the name of the album or of the EP is Velodrome Lions. And uh, for our listeners out there, uh, it's, I'm going to be posting it or lowering it the price to name your own price so feel free to give me nothing or you know four hundred dollars that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh, a lot of these songs were uh in conjunction or a lot of these songs were in conjunction with my other project vhs hits a little fun video editing project i've been working on for a while so if you like the music from some of those uh which can be found at vhs hits dot wordpress.com or on youtube um if you like the music check out the album um the, the album is great i have it i listened to it twice it is uh excellent oh, thank you thank I you have buddy it too now but i haven't listened to it yet but i'm looking forward to it i have a long bus ride ahead of me all right okay. <laughs> um i found the fan mail you're talking about i'm pretty sure Okay. Nick Vargas on Twitter at NV2187 says, I fucking love the franchise. I've listened to your Friday the 13th Scream and Die Hard episodes thus far. You guys are pretty dope. <laughs> I'm down <laughs> like for that. that. We are pretty I dope. I like that. I like that. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, another one. What? What do you got? Worst, worst of the best. Oh, that's Ryan uh, Rabalkin's new podcast, Worst of the Best. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, great work on the Major League Series, the description of the Samurai Baseball Player, gold, laugh out loud. <laughs> uh, my friend Gallagher recently listened to our Friday the 13th coverage and texted me, I laughed so hard when you said Wheels died of AIDS. <laughs> not, like I did. Yeah, not that he died, but the way you threw that in with talking about how that girl was so wet for him, then describing his on-screen death. <laughs> right. That, that, was, that uh, sounds like me. That's right. That's uh, the way it was delivered, my friend. Mm -hmm. yep. Classic yes. Dan. And he also yes. said he can't. He can never get enough of the word prankster. I use it again in this episode. I think that's right. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So that that covers it. Next week, guys. Next week, we are starting our three-week coverage of the Resident Evil franchise. <laughs> 
And uh, nice. so, so next week you can check out Resident Evil by Paul W.S. Anderson. Second time we're covering <laughs> that guy. <laughs> as well as Resident Evil Apocalypse, um, directed by Alexander Witt, his only directing credit on IMDb. Um, so I'm really I, excited I, about that. I'm a, I'm a full-on fan of these movies, and I have yet to see the sixth and final one, so I'm really pumped to get there. I am interested. I have never seen any of them, so I'm looking forward to that. Aaron, have, have you seen them? I've seen the first two, so I am looking forward to listening to you two talk about the whole franchise. A lot of people dropped it after that second one. I'm a, I'm a fan of all five that I've seen so far, but I think like three and four were the high point for me creatively mm-hmm. um yeah we'll get there okay so next week <laughs> resident <laughs> evil can't fucking wait mila jovovich michelle rodriguez all the greats can't think of another actor from them <laughs> <laughs> oh and download us on your android at the Castbox app folks and aaron thank you so much for coming on again our thrice hey. invited guest you'll be it on, a, four, you'll be on a fourth time before any of these other suckers come on a second time i got news for you <laughs> i love having you on this show yep. hey guys I, I every time i've been on here it's gotten better and better and it's always a blast and uh i mean this is this is what we used to do back in the day so it's not too much of a stretch it's like a, uh, it is a joy it is yeah yeah uh henry yes sir talk to you next week buddy happy trails <laughs> happy trails Happy trails.